And then, of course, there's the testosterone thing and the whole thing, okay, does the soy create man boobs? Does it affect your, your muscle muscularity and stuff like that? And there's no evidence for that, right? There's no, there's no you know, they, there's studies show that, you know, the guys who have soy, soy products or soy protein don't have any sort of those negative effects. listening to detox wellness a place where we demystify all things health nutrition and fitness i'm your host deanna balberman registered holistic nutritionist fitness and lifestyle coach and a slacker i have been away for the last i don't know i guess few weeks and not putting out podcasts but i am back and super excited for this episode i recorded it a little while back now with andy the rd He's an awesome registered dietitian, hence RD, and if you follow him on Instagram, you'll know he's all about kale, soccer, coffee-induced bowel movements, um, puns. He loves putting out funny content that really teaches people about nutrition, and it was an honor to record with him. I had never met him in person, so it was a lot of fun. And we demystified a couple things. So we demystified that soy is bad for you in the environment and that carbs are bad for you, which is a common theme that we see come up and then leave for maybe a decade and then come up again. So it's just looking at the science behind carbs and soy, it kind of comes and goes as well. Um, whether or not it's bad for men, whether or not it has an impact on breast cancer and the environment and so on. So we'll dig into that a little bit today. He also gives really good advice for those starting out in this industry. So whether you're a dietitian, a nutritionist, or someone in the wellness space, I think it's very helpful, uh, tangible advice that he gives throughout this episode. And if you are new to this space, uh, I would really reach out to Andy. He does work with people one-on-one for their blogging. He calls it calligraphy. He also loves a good pun like me, so all of his programs uh, and things he puts out there are usually pretty funny. So, without further ado, here is Andy the RD. Hey, how's it going? Good, how are you? Not bad, not bad. Can't complain, just living, you know. Well, thanks for taking time. It's a yeah. very new podcast, so my yeah, it's all good. <laughs> no, it's all good. I, it's all, it's 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 fun to do the stuff. So no worries. Sweet, sounds good. You're on water. Do you finish the coffee from there? Yeah, I already have. Yeah, I already had my. I'm gonna have another one eventually, but yeah, because it's, it's like it's one o'clock, so I have my first one already. You know? Yeah, I know. Then you get like the slump at like three. Is that when you go for the second one? I, yeah, it's I, I don't even drink it because I just like love it. I just love the taste. So it's not even that. Like I, 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 I mean, yeah. I, when I, I had to quarantine for a bit, and when I went without it, I think I was getting headaches. So I'm like, oh, okay, that's real. It's a real thing that happens. But it's whatever. I just like it. I mean, I can't say like I need the second one, but it's just more for for pleasure at that point. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I want to think that I'm not addicted to it, but again, you know, a headache will come, and you're like, I've yeah, it's true. Five days, but. Not bad. That's pretty impressive. That's pretty impressive. I can do. <laughs> like that's enough. Basically a week. Yeah, it's more than most. 
true. All right, so before we get into too much talking, can you introduce yourself? Yeah, so uh, yeah, my name is Andy DeSantis, and I'm a registered dietitian from, from Toronto. And I've written a couple books, and I, I love writing and blogging, and I really enjoy using social media to, uh, to combine humor and nutrition education. Besides that, I mean, I enjoy soccer and kale. That's pretty much most things that anyone needs to know about me. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> so what got you into blogging so much, like using your platform online and using humor? Yeah, well, I mean, writing, so the, the writing came first. I mean, I always loved writing and, and my thing was I was going to use writing to just to make myself increase my visibility and to open doors to like write books. That was my plan. You know, I didn't have a path per se that I was for sure going to follow, but I just thought I'm going to write as much as I can. And, you know, that, that's when social media came into play to help promote the writing because obviously, you know, writing is not that, it's not that sexy. It's not like YouTube. It's not like TikTok, you know, so you need to have something behind it. So that's where social media came into play. And then it was kind of like, um, you know, a marriage between those two things. And I just pushed that. I pushed that path to this day. Sweet. How long have you been doing that for? Um, so it's, I mean, it's over five years now that I've been doing this whole kind of game of, which is pretty, it's perhaps pretty wild to think, to be honest. Um, that's a long time in, in, I mean, in a way, in a way it's nothing, but in a way that's a real, that's a lot of years going by. Um, yeah. So it's been five, five plus years. Nice. That's sweet. Uh Um, do you have a niche with your practice? I don't really know. And like, how do you structure your practice? That's a good question, actually. Yeah. I mean, when I started five years ago, it wasn't like it is today where everyone is, you know, hyper niche and hyper focused. Well, I mean, perhaps it was to some extent, but now it's much more like people because you have to, because of the competitive nature of things, right? If you don't niche, it's going to be really, really hard. But I was a call. I was always pretty much a general practice where I help people with like a like a wide array of what I'll call like moderate complexity issues. So some issues require someone who does just that, right? Um, you know, let's say, diabetes with insulin or maybe eating disorders there's there's certain things which require you to probably just do that and not much else to really be able to do it whereas what i do you know maybe it's acid reflux maybe it's lowering cholesterol maybe it's veganism vegetarianism maybe it's just adolescent nutrition these are topics that you know obviously you still know what you're talking about and i've written books on some of these topics but that don't require you to do nothing else you know what i mean like you don't need to do nothing else but cholesterol lowering nutrition it's not it's not the easiest thing in the world but it's not so complicated that you need to devote your whole life to it you know that's and i enjoy the variety because it keeps me it keeps things fresh and then um you know you i it's, it's it's there's nuance between clients that i talk to and i enjoy that a lot yeah that makes sense that's sweet um so out of those do you have a favorite topic that you like to research and just be a nerd about <laughs> yeah i mean yeah, I, I mean, I enjoy writing about all sorts of stuff. I guess like intermittent fasting has been kind of interesting to me. Um, there's not like, a, like I've written a book on that. There's not like a ton of high quality research, but still fascinating a little bit uh, because it's something that, you know, people are interested in. It's something that I'm kind of interested in myself, but I wouldn't, I mean, that's, it's kind of interesting because you don't really know what, to, what you're going to get, right? Because it's, 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 it's like an emerging concept, but I do love looking into anything. I mean, you know, uh, whether it, I, I, was, I was writing articles the other day on eye health and liver health and, and, and there's always like little bits and bobs with every topic. Um, so it's fun. It's fun to, to explore everything. I can't say I have one that's the, my favorite, but I'll say maybe that maybe internet fasting is up there. Yeah. 
That makes sense. I don't have a favorite yet either. Everyone's like, you need to niche down right away. Like it's been like two yeah. months. I have no idea what I'm doing yet. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard because you're, you're giving up on some level talking to other people who might have other issues right now, arguably someone who niches down, who is a business coach might tell you you're giving up everything. If you don't niche down, it's hard to say, you know what I mean? Um, I don't know. That wasn't the case for me, but it's tough. It's tough. It's tough. You have to, it's competitive out there. So yeah, you have to, uh, figure out what you love and it's not easy. I can't imagine niching down. There's no way I could go from what I do to picking one topic. There's just no way I couldn't. Um, but doesn't mean that you or someone else shouldn't, but I'm just saying like for my own personal experience, I, I don't think I could do it. Yeah, no, that's fair. You that's know? good advice for someone coming into practice because I, we always hear it the other way. So right. I, I think a lot of people haven't started at all who graduated right. with me because they're like, wait, where do I start? Like, I don't know what I love the most. Like you get such a short amount of time in each topic in our program that it's like, right. Where do you go from there? Really? No, it's tough. I agree. It's, it's not easy. Some people they're, they're drawn to one topic and, and then it's very easy for them and fair enough, but uh, it's tough. I agree. It's very tough. It's very tough to choose a niche. Mm -hmm. um, let's go back to intermittent fasting then if you're sure. prepared a bit. Um, so, is it true? This is basically what, when I've looked into it, that most of the research is on men so far, because that's obviously going to affect like it very much skew the evidence. Yeah. I mean, it, it's probably more skewed in that direction, but I mean, for example, one of the studies I quoted in my book, it was a study looking at, I think females during Ramadan looking at, I think, irregular like like literally at irregularities in menstruation and 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 looking if there's anything that took place there if it increases the chances the likelihood of, of that so i definitely recall that one study but that like is me recalling that one study you know what i mean so maybe that speaks to the fact that that was one of the only prominent predominant ones that comes to mind obviously there's more than that um but yeah there there, there are, there's some evidence for you know for differences between men and women how they respond in terms of um you know, obviously the unique, unique, um, characteristics of each. So, um, yeah, I mean, you're probably right though. Uh, I think there probably are more studies in men. Yeah. Well, I was just reading a book last night that was just explaining why researchers don't like use women as much. It costs at least double because you have to take into account all four stages of the cycle. So that's like a huge, uh, feet to conquer and you have to have them come in like within a few days once they're at that point and obviously that's going to be very difficult and when if they're on hormonal birth control or not that also plays an effect so right. yeah i do follow a few um naturopaths and different doctors that um they don't really believe in too much intermittent fasting before workouts just or for women before workouts sure. because of um, hormonal balance. So it's, it's interesting to look into for sure. And it depends when you work out in the day and like, if you do CrossFit or not, these people are CrossFitters. So it's right. very specific. Yeah, no, I think, I mean, I, I think I, I did write an article on, 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 you know, the idea of, you know, fasting, if you, if working out fast, it makes any sense. I think it does depend on the nature of the workout and how long it's going to be. Right. I mean, I think the more intense and the longer it is, I think the less likely it's a good idea. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and I mean, obviously fueling properly for, for workouts is massively important, especially if you're at, training at a high level or you're a high level athlete. Right. So, I mean, but you know, these fasted workouts are, I mean, I, I feel like, um, you know, George St. Pierre, the Canadian UFC fighter, I think he was on, I, I, on Joe Rogan. I think he mentioned that he, he always 
trains fasted but i mean at the same time this guy eats probably an incredible amount of calories in the evening and and so the and so there's a whole there's a whole another layer to it like i'm not going to pretend i'm an expert in that in that sub niche of it um but it's more just like an interesting concept for the average person and how they structure their day more than anything else you know what i mean so yeah for sure and yeah cardio is different than weights and everything else so it's that would be a lot a lot to look into to study for sure Okay, what are your favorite non-nutrition activities and hobbies? You said soccer, kale. Soccer for sure. Yeah, <laughs> that's technically related. That's technically nutrition related. I know. <laughs> yeah, Hobby. I mean, it would have to be soccer, right? Because most of my leisure, like I'll play soccer or I'll watch soccer um, or I might play soccer related video games. So it's like soccer is my, or I might look up soccer news, you know, so that really is my major thing. Um, yeah, it's, 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 it has to be soccer. Yeah, fair. So, not my favorite sport, but I'll let it slide. <laughs> yeah. What What is your favorite sport then? That topic, if you have one. Um. Well, it depends what you count as a sport. Cause I grew up dancing, and people are like, "That's an art." So debatable. Um. Then I played rugby in high school. So to watch, I'd say rugby. It's really right. intense. I haven't played it in a while. Um. And then if CrossFit's considered a sport, which to some it is, then CrossFit. Right. right. Fair enough. Yeah, I think all three of those. I mean can uh, can be reasonably considered sports you know what i mean you know I, I don't know what the formal definition is but i mean those seem like sports to me so uh, <laughs> i would say cool. yoga as well and you said on your the other podcast that you were doing more yoga is this still true yeah i try yeah i'm not very flexible and it's kind of catching up with me and i'm very tight and like it definitely affects soccer before i have to increase my yoga like it's out of necessity um I, it's funny though because as much as i would say i i I would, it would be a stretch for me to consider yoga a sport as much as I would consider those other three a sport. I don't know that I could consider yoga a sport. It's obviously like, it's a, it's a physical activity, but it just doesn't seem to fit just from like the, uh, the perception side of things. Like I don't, I, I would have a hard time being like, oh yeah, yoga is a sport for sure. I think, yeah. I think maybe sport requires that some sort of a comp- some competitive aspect. I guess yoga could be competitive as well, but not by its nature, is it? Where those other three are. Um, but I don't know. I mean, someone who's a, a high-level yogi could easily dispute that, I suppose. And it's not really. I don't. I don't care if you know that much. <laughs> so now I want to look at the definition of sport. I'm like, you know what? That does sound like that's true. Right. I've never thought about that. But then, what is it? Like, just a form of movement? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, maybe it doesn't need a label. It's just yoga. Yoga is its own unique <laughs> thing. You know what I mean? It can't be classified, perhaps. True. It is like a spiritual practice, I guess. And like for some people, it's more like religious where it came from. So maybe I'm not sure. If you go to New Zealand, people, rugby players might argue the same for rugby, right? So it's like, you never know. It's, uh, it depends. Yeah. I'd say rugby is for sure a sport. Um, Oh, no, no. I mean, it could be spiritual as well. I mean, the level that if you you really, if you really love it, how intertwined it is with culture in some places or any, or how soccer is, you know, it it does become spiritual, uh, you know, I would say so. That's true. That's true. Um, if there was one nutrition habit that everyone could start today in a dream world, mm-hmm. what would you pick? Besides eating more kale, which which would be self-serving. I don't know. Well, my, my number one piece of advice is for people to, to diversify their protein intake, which which means you know relying on not just the traditional 
chicken and beef and there's nothing wrong with eating those foods. Obviously, I mean, I've had a lot of those foods in my life, nothing wrong with it, but to understand that protein comes from a wide variety of sources and other protein sources like fish and legumes and nuts and seeds to offer unique benefits that you don't want to live without. And uh, yeah, so I would say diversify your protein intake. That's my main messaging for most of my clients who are interested in hearing it. I like that. Very good. Yeah. I wasn't expecting that. Yeah. I would say mine's just water. Like no one drinks enough water. Yeah. That's true. I'm guilty of that as well. That's why I'm trying right now. Chug it. Yeah. Coffee's dehydrating you, so you have to. Depends how much you drink. Well, my, I have a friend who, who works in the caffeine industry and she would want me to say this. Like, it depends how much you drink. If you have caffeine within recommend, within like what are the safe limits, which is about 400 milligrams a day, it doesn't have a strong effect like that. If you have a lot of caffeine, perhaps it might. So if she watches this, she'll be, she'll have wanted me to say that. So there you go. Fun fact. All right. Yeah. I don't know. Some people count it towards their water intake. I'm like, you can just drink some water. Yeah. I think, I think technically, you know, it, you, you could coffee and tea, you could, if it's at reasonable levels, you know, if you're having 10 cups a day and that's your water for the whole day, probably not. That's getting a little bit questionable, but if you're having a couple, two, three cups and that's a, a 750 milliliters and that's part of your fluid intake for the day. Yeah. Uh, I think that that would be fair to do. So there you go. Fair enough. Oh. That. Okay, so you touched on different types of protein, which leads me into the soy debate, which yeah. I think is super interesting. And in school, it's it's been something that comes up in every class and different authors and different textbooks completely right. disagree. So it's right. confusing for us as practitioners as well, seeing like if it affects estrogen and testosterone. So um, I read all your articles on it and I've been leading people <laughs> to cool. those. So that's good, but you can explain um, the myths of soy. Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, honestly, on topics I like to write about probably honestly, soy might actually have to be one of the top ones, right? Because it's so intertwined with my philosophy more so than intermittent fasting, which is more just like a novel thing. I like to talk, I like to look into soy is actually, ends up being an important part because if you want people to diversify their protein intake, like you said on the topic of protein, you have to be, I, you don't now you don't have to eat soy to diversify your protein intake, but it does open up a lot of doors for you, right? Tofu, tempeh, soy milk, edamame, soy-based meat alternative products, right? That's a lot of different things because not everyone is into levels of chickpeas, right? As much as we might wish they, they, they were. So soy, I mean, is a victim of a lot of misconceptions um, that are not just not supported by human studies, you know, for the most part, that's the problem, right? Now these, these, these misconceptions vary a lot because some some of them start simply from the idea that okay soy is all gmo and then uh, as a result gmos are bad but e but the thing is now if you would have read my article on this right you would know that even if that was true like i'm, and I'm not saying it is but even if we said that gmos were bad right which again i'm not saying even if we agree to that and there's some debate over that whatever not like not really, but let's just say there is, and maybe they're bad. Even if that was the case, the, the soy that we eat is actually not GMO. I mean, like the soy milk, the tofu, GMO soy, most GMO soy that's grown is used to feed animals. It's not used to make tofu and tempeh. So it's not a valid argument, but that's an argument you hear a lot, right? That's one of it. And then there's also, again, the argument that, you know, soy is bad for the environment and they're tearing down the rainforests, right? But the reality is they're doing that because they feed soy to animals to eat, for the animals to eat because it's cheap, right? So there's a lot, like that's already the start. That's, and that's not even to speak to the nutritional aspect of it. That's like the, 
the environmental aspect and just the general scientific misunderstanding. Then you get into the idea that soy causes all sorts of issues. But from all the studies that have I, that have I've seen, so so for example, if you think about issues that might have a hormonal component like PCOS in, in women, well, you know, from what I've seen, women who consume more soy get protective effects, positive effects from from as it relates to to their hormone levels and you know people who consume more soy if it has if it has an effect on breast cancer risk if anything it reduces it maybe it has a neutral effect but it might reduce it. it may also reduce the risk of certain male cancers and then of course there's the testosterone thing and the whole thing okay does the soy create man boobs does it affect your your muscle muscularity and stuff like that and there's no evidence for that right there's no you know, there's studies show that, you know, guys who have soy, soy products or soy protein don't have any sort of those negative effects, right, at moderate levels of consumption. Um, so it's like, it's, 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 it's tough. Like, where's the, you know, where's the, the evidence to, to, to suggest that? If you don't really have the evidence to suggest it and the evidence is going the other direction, well, you're just coming up, you just have your ideas. And that's, you know, anyone can have an idea on anything and, 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 and show a rat study or something. And it's tough. It's tough. Right. Again, like I said, there's, there's nothing wrong with eating red meat and chicken. Right. But the people who eat the most red meat versus the people who eat the least will be probably more, more at risk of negative health outcomes. Right. And the people who eat the most soy versus the least will probably be at lower risk. So we put those two things together. It makes sense at the very least to balance them out, right. To balance your intake of these different protein sources, not to, you don't have to exclude one, but, obviously like, you know, having, having that balance and that diversity is very important. Right. For sure. I, yeah, I don't want to hate on red meat. I do eat red meat and I eat everything. I eat soy, I eat fish, I eat like, I don't look into too much of like, am I going to get mercury poisoning if I eat this? And then we could go into that too, but, and then red meat and then soy and whatever chicken, turkey, like, I think that's a good, a good piece of advice for people to just try to just vary it up. Cause I think a lot of people are like, I just need to eat chicken breast. That's the healthiest thing. And they just like yeah. crush chicken breast all week and then have a steak on right. the weekend. It was a cost benefit analysis to all of this stuff. You know what I mean? I mean, or, or, or sorry, you could turn everything into, into that. You could, you could say fish has um, mercury. You could say broccoli has pesticides, but the benefit of these foods much outweighs the minimal risk from exposure because every food, if you look hard enough, you could find a negative component to it. If that's the path you want to take. For sure. And even water, like I would rather you drink tap water, even if it might have something in it than not drink water at all. So of course, well, yeah, I mean, I would agree with that as well. I mean, unless there's like a known outbreak or something, then probably not. True. But, yeah. um, if you're in Bali, please don't do that. Uh, I was very sick there and Cambodia. I did drink bottled water, but you still somehow. Right. Gotcha. Um, okay, let's go into another blog post of yours, which is probably one of your most popular, right? Yep. How many times should people be pooping a day? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, I think, I think, you know, poop is a great subject because obviously there is a connection between, you know, quality of life and having like, you know, relatively enjoyable bowel movements where you're not like, it's not urgent, you're not straining, you go with some level of regularity because I mean, you know, the regularity in your bowel movements is like partially reflection of your, of your health and your nutrition intake. You know what I mean? And I think there's like, I mean, I cite some studies that show people who are more, who are constipated more often or, or perhaps who, yeah, I think constipation is associated with increased risk of heart disease and stuff like that. 
obviously there's there's a lot of factors that go into 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 stuff like into things like that but it's probably not surprising because that's not a good thing to be perpetually constipated or to struggle to go and uh, yeah most people go to the washroom between three times a day and three times a week and uh, there you go perfect so. yeah. It's such an interesting topic and I don't understand why it's so taboo. Like I'm like posting in my gym group, like, how's your poos? And everyone's like, what the hell? It's it's very interesting. What I find is you either have people who are totally fine talking about it or they're just so repulsed. Like they can't even, it's just like unimaginable. You would even bring that up. And certainly, I mean, I would have trouble interacting with someone like that personally. So, you know, it's fine. It's all good. Everyone's different. The same thing happens when I have to ask people about their sex drive. It's like, they're so like scared. Sure. Like I ask everyone this, I'm not specifically asking you. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, that's, yeah. I mean, those are, these are top topics, which not everyone feels comfortable talking about. Right. And so some people might be t- comfortable talking about one and not poo and or, or poo and not, or not sex. So it's, uh, yeah. And I, I've, I've written, I've also written articles on different aspects of sexual health and nutrition as well. Um, just because my, just not because I, I care about that more than anything else, but just it's a topic that there's evidence for, and it's obviously relevant to the vast majority of people. So it's interesting to explore. Yeah, for sure. Is there another nutrition myth that you wish to bust? We've busted a few in here. Well, look, I mean, the, the one that is most like pervasive is, is around carbohydrates for sure. I mean, you know, it's cliche and, and, but some, but, and, you know, on, on some level, you constantly see people saying it's okay to eat carbs and kind of, you think, oh, this is getting old. But, you know, the reality is it's like people are, are very affected by this type of anti-carbohydrate messaging that you can't have carbs and all this. And I, and I see it, I see it all the time. And so it is actually a worthwhile thing to discuss. And, and although, you know, I've written on the keto diet and, and I have no issue with anyone who has found a home in the keto diet, if, you know, if they're meeting their nutritional needs and, and they found better health, fair enough. But, you know, probably have to be honest, the vast majority of people, it's not really a style of eating that's going to be sustainable and enjoyable uh, or practical for most people. And so, you know, it, it creates uh, it creates a problem, a conundrum uh, of sorts. So, yeah. Thank you for saying that. That's one of my favorite things for sure. When you're yeah. asking for things that we need to bust i was like carbs yeah um, yeah that's something that comes up all the time and i think especially like in the fitness world it's so important to discuss with people i'm like that is right. where you're going to get most of your energy you need to be eating um carbs before and after your workouts if you want to be fueling yourself properly um but i don't know people just think like veggies protein that's like the only thing that right. they see really maybe fruit but right i mean high level athletes for the vast majority you know consume a large amount of carbohydrates and the need for carbohydrates goes up the more energy the more time they spend training it's as simple as that right i mean if you look at the sports nutrition guidelines carbohydrate recommendations go up the more hours you train per day so you know exactly. it is what it is yeah and yeah as far as keto goes that's cool that you still look into it and like you're you're open to it. I think it really depends on, again, your lifestyle. Like what is, are you sitting at a desk all day or are you out on a job all the time? Um, but I haven't read that article, so I'll have to look. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, it, it, I, I know people, people who I've worked with who, who, you know, in the ketogenic diet resonates with them. And, and of course then, you know, 
you have to help them to ensure they do it in the in the safe in the safest most balanced way possible because it was a big difference between having burgers and cheese and having a salmon and avocado all day right you know and those are both ketogenic diets theoretically so you know i don't i try as i get older and i work with more people i i'm increasingly respectful of people's you know des- desires and, and 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 freedom to try different things but you know, and also for most people, we have to kind of protect them from dangerous messaging or the idea that they have to cut carbohydrates to be healthy. When the reality is like people who live the longest, you know, the foods associated with long life, like legumes, like starchy vegetables, like sweet potatoes, squash, you know, um, certain types of nuts and seeds, fruits, these are all foods that are associated with good health and longevity. And they all contain carbohydrates and they would all be excluded on the ketogenic diet. So it, it, it's tough. It's tough. You know what I mean? Now, look, can you eat salmon, avocado, and kale for the rest of your life? I mean, those are, those are nutrient-dense and healthy foods, and those would be a ketogenic diet or parts of one. So, you know, it, it's, 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 it's an interesting debate, but certainly I know where my allegiances are, right? So. Okay, we'll do a couple more serious questions and then fun ones, which I didn't sure. prepare before. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no worries, no worries. Actually, none of these I've prepared before, but they're not, <laughs> they're not that difficult. Um, do you have advice for someone who's starting, who's just starting up um, with a blog or Instagram? You can plug your calligraphy here if you want. Yeah, yeah I do help people um, who are, so I'll, just, I'll get that out of the way quick and I'll just get to the advice. So yeah, I do have a service called calligraphy where I help people, you know, grow grow their, you know, improve their writing skills, learn how to utilize writing for social media and learn how to use social media uh, effectively to, to grow a, a nutrition business. And I am working with a few people on that now. So it's super fun, but honestly, my best advice is these days where you're at right now, like no matter what you want to do, there's already an example of someone successfully doing it on social media. So like all you have to do is look and take out, if you want it, you just reach out and grab it. You have everything in front of you to see what successful people are doing. So it's there for you. You know, if you want it, you can have it. Like now is it a lot of work. Absolutely. But there's no mystery as to what you have to do. There's too many examples of successful people to, to inspire you. And I didn't really have that five years ago. So my path is more convoluted. Um, but you know, if you'd be silly not to, as much as you should be true to yourself and take your own path and like, you know, not let other people's voices like guide yours too much, you also have to be honest and say, okay, like this person is doing this, this works. I can adapt this to my own approach. Like you have to be smart enough to, to, to do that. Right. So I would say do that. It's never too late. It's never too late or too early to start and just pump out content, written content. Depends what you want. If you want to be known for your writing, you should write. And if you want to be known for your recipes, you should do recipes. If you want to be known for for making cool graphics, you should make cool graphics. Like, what do you want to be good at? What do you want to be known for? You can be successful in any of those areas. Um, and you can build a, a career using any of those tools. It just depends what you want. Yeah, that's really yeah. good advice. Don't reinvent the wheel. It's there. Yeah. <laughs> Were you going to say yeah. that? Yeah, no, I was going to say, I would <laughs> say like, yes, that's true. But also at the same time, like there's always room for ingenuity, right? Like some of the stuff that I ended up doing with some of my jokes, my humor, I'm not, I'm not the only person who's ever used humor mixed with nutrition, but like, you know, I found an own, my own novel path. So like you, sh- you gotta leave that, you gotta be unafraid to do what jumps out at you as a good idea and, and to, you know, be yourself and not be too burdened by what other people are doing. So it's a fine line, you know what I mean? Between being yourself and being true to yourself and also, but not being silly to ignore what many successful people are doing. So you have to strike that balance. And uh, that's probably the best advice I could give. Yeah. hundred percent. Um, 
I'm not going to read your jokes because I think everyone just needs to go look at them themselves. I think it's harder to read them out. It's not as funny unless you see it. It's true. They, the way it is, it's not as funny to read it out. It's true. I agree. But um, I'm upset that you haven't watched High School Musical, but you use Zac Efron as a photo. So you should, that's your homework. <laughs> yeah, I like Zac Efron. I'm, no, I, I, I'm not going to watch High School Musical, but I do like Zac Efron. And I do really, I did, I did enjoy the film 17 again. That's like, I definitely enjoyed that. So I got love for Zac Efron, uh, but it's just like, I'm not going to watch High School Musical. That's, that's where I draw the line. I'm not interested. What's your excuse? Why not? It, I mean, this doesn't speak to me. <laughs> You know what I mean? It doesn't, it doesn't, I don't feel compelled to watch it. It doesn't so, bring you joy. It doesn't bring me joy. <laughs> Although it might, I, you don't know. I, I, I might be missing out on untold joy by, missing, by skipping it. So I tell you what, if Zac Efron DMs me and tells me to watch it, I'll watch it. So, <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm going to start a petition. Yeah. Um, okay. So we talked about like online, how your advice, and then how about like a new practice in general? Um, getting clients yeah. and starting up. Do you have any advice for that? Well, I mean, it's, 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 a, it's the same. It's, it's all branched out to what I said previously, right? I mean, you have to see how you have to take a look or work with someone, you know what I mean? Who, who has done it. Um, probably that's not a bad idea either because it'll save you a lot of time and effort um, when you can, someone can tell you exactly what to do, but you, you can be savvy and look what other people are doing too. You know, you have to see what people are doing to acquire clients, it's not that hard. It's like literally all over the place. Like everyone's doing it now. So it's not, you don't have to look that far to see what strategies people are using and you have to replicate those for yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah, getting some help is not a bad idea if, you have, if you're able to financially. And if you're not, then you have to grind it out yourself and fair enough. Yeah. You know? Right. Okay, now we have fun questions. Are you ready? Yep. yep. Fast, fast fire questions. Sure. Peanut butter or chocolate? Oh well, it's hard. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna say peanut butter, but I, I I do like chocolate. I do like chocolate too. Yeah, this is this is okay. Let's let's narrow it down. If you have to pick one for the rest of your life, this is what we're gonna do for these things because I'm obsessed with all of these things. And okay, so it's okay. So I understand now. I understand. Oof, that's really it's already hard. Okay, I go with peanut butter, so I'll stick with my 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 first answer because it wouldn't be cool to change it. Okay. Mm -hmm. The only thing is, if you do pick chocolate, then you can go almond butter, debatably. So then. Oh yeah, I mean that's. Maybe but that I doesn't, chocolate. <laughs> yeah, that, right. Well, that 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 well, no, that doesn't count because that, that that just that's cheating. I, it would have to be all types <laughs> of nut, nut butter. All right. Now that we've got this out of the way, okay. For the rest of your life, would you rather have a warm latte or iced coffee? Oh, iced coffee, hundred percent. Yeah, I'm. It's weird that you're drinking iced coffee. Iced coffee in the winter, but. No. I should have known. Yeah, all year. <laughs> okay, Co this is hard. Coffee or kale? Oh. <laughs> yeah, you would have to. I, I kale. I have kale. I can't. I can't. Yeah, that's a tough one. That's a really tough. No. I think you're lying. <laughs> you just want to keep I, your brand. <laughs> no, no, no. I would. No, no, no. Uh, it, you know, it's tough. Like, it's not, that's the kind of question that, like, you can't actually answer honestly. It's so hard that you actually would have to, like, I would have to analyze this thoroughly to answer answer it. <laughs> yeah. I, have to, I would really have to think about it. I love it. Yeah. Okay. Um, tacos or nachos? I'll say nachos. Okay. No. Pizza or donuts? Different categories. In terms of, like, 
I mean, I say donuts then. I'll say donuts. Yeah, I, I'll try to just answer the question. Just donuts. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard. And yeah. then smooth or crunchy peanut butter. Mm, I I could live with either or. So I'm I, I for me it wouldn't matter. It wouldn't matter. So I wouldn't even I wouldn't even pick one for that. Okay. Fair it's, it's a good yeah. It is hard. People it's usually have a preference. It's 50-50. I could go either way. I could go either way with that. Yeah. Okay, fair. Okay, we'll get into the questions that I'm going to try to ask everyone. So number one, uh, what do you think is the secret to good health? Um, you should probably enjoy the ride. You know what I mean? So I'll say that. Is it supposed to be quick, quick answers? Oh, this can be longer. <laughs> We're done. Uh, okay. So up to you. Yeah. I mean, okay. Well, I can elaborate on that. You should enjoy the ride. You should, if possible, quiet the outside noise and, 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 and try and rely on, on reputable people to guide you because it can get really hard if you are taking too much input. Um, ideally you can rely on, on someone you trust and then, and that person can help buffer you ideally like a diet, like a professional or whatever, a nutrition professional of some kind. And that person can help buffer you from all the outside interference. Right. Cause that's, that's really problematic for a lot of people. So I'll say that. Very good advice. Yeah. Um, and then what brings you light in your life? Mm, I mean, there's obviously the answer. There's obvious answers like, you know, family things, but I mean, if it's not a, I would soccer has always been big for me. I mean, I'll go back to soccer. Soccer on a daily basis has always been so like on some on my, on my toughest times, like, like soccer has kind of like helped me get through, I would say. So I'll go with that. If I'm not going to pick like a person or anything like that. So I'll go, I'll go with soccer. Nice. Yeah. Are you able to do anything with that right now? I guess just running. Te technically not, but I need my, my legs need a break anyway. Cause like I haven't taken more than 10 to seven days off from playing in three or four years. I haven't got injured cause of all the yoga, but still, it's like you still takes a toll on your body, right? So, so it's all I'd, I'd say it's an enforced break, but it's probably for the best. So it's a silver lining. Yeah, fair enough. So. All right. Well, I think that's all. So, where can people find you? Plug all your things. Yeah, the two places to find me are so Andy the RD is my 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 nickname thing. RD standing for registered dietitian. People always think it's Andy the nerd or Andy third or something, but it's just Andy the RD. So yeah, andytherd.com is my website or andytherd.com slash blog or slash calligraphy, which if you want to learn more about my services in that from that perspective. And then on Instagram, Andy the RD, that's where I'm, I'm always at. And uh, yeah, either one. All right. so much for listening today if you liked this episode or know someone who would please feel free to share this episode in your stories tag me uh, tag andy get the word out and if you could also leave a rating and a review for the podcast that would be amazing for me it'll give me a little oomph to keep going uh, it's been a little bit of a crappy few weeks but the sun is now shining getting some vitamin d back into my life so I think it's time to get this podcast rolling again. All right, guys. See you soon. Bye-bye.